The following content does not have your W-2s. What? So stop what is asking, goddammit. Okay. Start the show. waiting on them hoes yeah it reminds me I need to I think mine is gonna come up I think on the date of this post so oh word yeah man you know okay. it's, it's all electronic where we are ah right, right I ain't gotta right, wait right. in the mail yeah that's the one last thing I'm waiting on with this in the in the in the final season of this job uh <laughs> is, is these W2s and then I think I I think I I think I invested like a little bit of money, so I have to wait on that. What? Oh it, no, no, it's one of these apps. No. They, they they download where they like they invest like the change from a, from your purchases or whatever. I got you. Hey, shh. Um, the way I buy shit that ends up. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am D Randall twice. In the same week. <laughs> yes, we are recording this on a Friday when we just got through potting on a Monday. Because uh, <laughs> we want to be consistent. We want to get this product out to the people as consistently as possible uh, for two niggas with lives and jobs. Yep. Shit, um, that could be the name of the podcast. <laughs> just two instead niggas of with opinion, lives Instead and of jobs. opinions while black, two niggas with, with lives, lives and jobs. And jobs. Um, how's your week, uh, Randall? Hell, I mean, it's only been a couple days. So. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's alright, man. You know, there's there's just there's a lot of shit going on in a lot of different places. Um, and I'm not one of those like, oh, the sky is falling type things. I'm like, sure. like there's literally just a lot of stuff, both positive and negative, happening, and I'm just I'm just experiencing information overload right now. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Uh, my week, I don't know. I, it, 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 there's always something new, like there's always a new emotion that goes with um, kind of the the end of this job coming up soon. Yeah. Um, it really does like losing people for whatever reason, or um, the the things that it takes to close a store. Um. It's just, it's really sinking in. It's one of those things where I know I'm going to be one of the last people there. So it's like that, I think I've said this before, but it's like that series finale of The Fresh Prince where like everybody's gone. It's just Will Smith (laughs) standing there in the damn empty living room like, oh, what what do I do now? Um, But you're not going, why don't he want me, man? Um, so I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to taking a vacation. Oh, yeah. That's definitely one of the first things that's going to happen as soon as that severance check hits, that direct deposit, man. I'm going on a vacation. You're going straight to Brooklyn, ain't you? That's true. That is very true. <laughs> Be there for a couple of weeks, get my head together, mm. see what's next. Getting your head together. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, 
just kind of see what life is like when you don't have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning every day. Man, um, I, I think everybody that is in some transitional period in their jobs could benefit from that. Um, I yeah. know a couple people, definitely someone who listens to this podcast, who uh, has benefited from that in a big way. Mm. Um, she showed up at our holiday party, and you can tell she just found time to get into all kind of artistic shit. She's always been the artistic shit, but as a white elephant gift, she gave me this. It's a it's a vinyl record that she made into a bowl. Oh wow! They do that now. That's a thing. Mm. They make vinyl records in the bowls, and I wish I had known this because. People's gifts are about to get a lot cheaper. Damn, <laughs> I may have to. I may have to holler because I got some. I got some. You know, some whack records <laughs> that could uh, supplement my my rapidly disappearing plasticware. Trying to get rid of that Dell the Funky Homo Sapien joint. Well, it depends on which one, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So there's that, and so I'm just I'm I'm just really in the mode of taking everything in and kind of enjoying this kind of in-between time before the end um, while I have it uh, where people don't bother me at my fucking job. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Episode 73. 73. Oh, wow. We're getting up there, man. Um, this week's humanization isn't going to take long. Um, as many of you know, or have been told officially now, Watchmen will not be getting a second season. Nope. Will not be getting a second season. You will not hear any form of surprise, shock, and or awe in our voices. Nope. Because we told y'all what it was from Jump. Because Damon Lindelof told us what it was from Jump. And all I see on the timeline is all these conspiracy theories Oh, it was too black. They weren't ready for that. Nope. The media, the people, white people weren't ready to see that on film. Not true. Not true Um, That is not true at all. You, I mean, you literally, you literally mentioned this last week. That there is a possibility that it's only for one season. There's a, a very high possibility it's only for one season. And, I mean, despite what people think, they said it was the, um... The best debut of an HBO show in the, within the last three or four years. Oh yeah! So it was definitely well received. I mean, don't don't get it twisted. Don't 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 look. We talk about underrepresentation all the time, y'all. We we talk about that. Some of y'all are a little bit overzealous about it. Look, every time something happens, it doesn't mean that they're coming to get us. It doesn't mean that the man is trying to shut us down. Damon Lindelof, Damon Lindelof, who has frequently used people of color and underrepresented people in his productions, said from the beginning, right now we're looking at one season. One and done. That's all we're looking at is one season. And the, the absolute truth as to why they're not going to do it is because Damon Lindelof has other shit that he's working on. And they don't want to come in and step in on this property if he's not a part of it. Right. They even said if he decides to come back to it, hell, we'll, the door is still open. But if he's not, if he's not interested, we're not doing it. Yeah. And the understanding was always one season, y'all. Calm down. Take off your blue vest. Calm down. <laughs> 
Get out your light skinned feelings and calm down, please. I, it, it's it's not that serious, and it it's one of these things where y'all don't read. Damon Lindelof said there are articles where Damon Lindelof said before this show even started, before they were even finished, that this shit was gonna go for uh, one season. It was probably gonna be a one and done. Uh, when they got to the, uh, I guess the, not the denouement, mm-hmm. the right, the the when when shit got heavy on in the season, right? Damon Lindelof reminded. There were plenty of articles where Damon Lindelof reminded y'all, "This is one and done." It wasn't done. And when the season was over, and everybody was so hyped because that ending, they made sure to remind y'all. One and done. Right. One and done. Um, and nobody was paying attention because y'all were too motherfucking hype. Uh, calm down. Calm the fuck down. There's going to be plenty of black uh, content coming. Did you just see that? Did you see that trailer for the for the, the, the movie with Issa and Kumail? Yeah. That's coming out. That shit looks kind of funny. Yeah. And and Issa stays working, y'all. y'all Issa Rae is working. Be glad we still getting stuff, y'all. Insecure is coming coming this year. We're coming back for a fourth season. And we're getting that joint with Issa and uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Yep. The photograph. Yep. It's coming in in uh, on Valentine's Day. Oh man, y'all better line some pussy up. Okay. <laughs> Why y'all mad though? So, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Relax, y'all. Plenty of plenty of uh, plenty of stuff in the pipeline. I guarantee it. It's so it's gonna be okay. And, yeah, and again, y'all just have to understand, y'all. Everything doesn't have to have ten seasons like it, Supernatural. It doesn't. Because y'all you have to milk everything for all it's worth. Y'all ain't watching all that. You're not. You're not. It's gonna be something that that ends up in your un never ending Netflix queue. Would y'all feel the same way if Tyler Perry had a show for one season and 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 canceled it? Probably not. No. Yeah, would not feel the same way. Keep the same energy. Keep the same energy. Um, song of the week. Uh, song of the week. We're gonna get into some some more shit y'all may or some some artists y'all may or may not have heard of. Um, uh, one of my one of uh, artists that I like. Uh, some very chill, chill music. This is a uh, song of the week is. Beige mm. by Terrace Martin, Ooh. featuring Aaron Ray, another another artist that has made an appearance, I believe, on the uh, on the show, the on the song of the week, and Elena Penderhues. Mm. So uh, get comfortable, pour yourself something. We're gonna have a good episode. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
And that was Beige by mm. Terrace Martin featuring Aaron Ray and Elena Penderhughes. Terrace Martin is the truth, y'all. Terrace Martin is very underrated as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He is, um, I mean, obviously he's done a lot of other things, but he really, really caught my attention and won my respect with his contributions to um, to Pimp a Butterfly. Kendrick oh, Lamar. He was yes. He was a big, you know, a big driving force behind that. And um, you know, like I said, admittedly, he's done quite a few other things before, but that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole of other shit that he's done. And that dude is the truth, man. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so uh, definitely look him up. Uh, look more of his content up. Uh, there's plenty to choose from. And um, listen to Pippa Butterfly again. I think that's worth a re-listen. Mm-hmm. Um, a few. Uh, yes, agree. Um, so what's going on in the news? Let's see. Uh, oh, if you go to Twitter at this moment and type in Justin Bieber, the first autocomplete you will find is <laughs> Justin Bieber desperate. I just typed in Justin B. <laughs> and it says Justin Bieber desperate. And Fal- just, <laughs> Justin, Fal- Justin Bieber begging. Wow. Is that what the, the Justin Bieber begging? That's what it says. So, Justin Bieber has come out with his new single, Yummy. Um, which is, uh, if you like that, it's cool, huh? I guess. Um, he's, But he's come to the point where he's so desperate and, not, and, and the, the single is so industry that he doesn't believe in it. Mm-hmm. And so he is begging his uh, his fans to be his personal stream farm. He's 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 he was out there begging them to uh, telling them how to use VPN and and how to um, yeah and, and how to leave how to leave it streaming on repeat and you know oh don't only turn it up this only turn it up this much if you're gonna go to sleep or whatever. Um, now it is now it is fair to say I did this shit too, but I am not Justin Bieber. Because while Black has like two hundred followers or something on Twitter, uh, that's different. And I was joking, kinda. Unless you're interested in streaming for us, I could recommend a few VPNs for y'all. Y'all really want to get down for that? <laughs> um, just, just saying. Well, well, uh, hit us in the inbox. We'll talk off air. Yeah. But um, for someone like Justin Bieber, this is a kind. This is it's kind of gross. It's very gross. It's, it's that's kind of gross. Chump shit. It's chump shit, and like we got on Nicki Minaj for this too. Um, this whole thing where you're trying to cheat the stream game. With, it, this is this is just as bad as trying to cheat the screen, stream game with like merch. It's grifting, y'all. It, it's straight up like it's abusing celebrity. It shows you his fans that it's not about the music; it's about the numbers, and he just wants y'all to farm numbers for him so he can get paid from it. It doesn't benefit y'all at all. I really want to look up like I really want to look into like the science of streaming and like. How streams translate monetarily? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you don't you don't want to go down that. It, it's maddening. Oh, word! It's maddening. You get nothing. 
you see a, a decimal and then you see a bunch of zeros and then you see another number oh wow that's how much you get paid per stream Sheesh. man so i'm sitting here looking at my phone okay a couple of my co-workers who i'm cool with yeah went to the nail salon after work okay I want to I want to see what's happening in this video because I see two Asian ladies looking like they're about to fight each other. Oh shit. I have to play this. Okay. I just want to hear how it sounds. Let's get it. Let's I apologize it. ahead of time, y'all. I I I know I just wanna see this. Well the police are already there, so we're not gonna see no hands. Oh, Oh, so one of the, uh, so apparently we caught the tail end of the argument, and one of the employees there was escorted out by more than one policeman. So I'll get the address of this place for y'all. Apparently, there's a lot of nice drama there. <laughs> I love I love places where you can go just for the drama. We don't get drama like that in barbershops, do we? No, hell no. Once in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon. You want to hear something wild? This okay. is completely off topic. I've never seen a fight in a barbershop. I don't think I've ever seen it either. I think the barbershop is the only safe place left for niggas. I think, I mean, I have definitely seen cars uh, de-escalate some situations. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever seen an actual fight in the barbershop. Barbershop might really be our safe haven. Because think about it. They're all walks of life that come into a barbershop. True. Rich, poor, educated, and dumb. Ignorant, woke. And... You have this 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 canvas, this collage of ideas that all intersect each other, oftentimes conflicting with each other. But you never really see people get out of pocket in the barbershop. It's true, and you never and you, and you know what? It's because nobody's gonna rock the boat enough because you know how niggas will be. Mm-hmm. Oh, he fucked it up for everybody. Shut right. it down. Yep. Nobody is nobody wants to get the shit shut down when it's almost day turn for their haircut. Yep. Oh, oh man! Because you know what, especially on the now busy that'll, day, that'll have niggas ready to fight. Yeah, hey, look, if somebody got to get right, and they got some shit happening later, and you fuck that up, you got problems. Because I'm telling you, if I'm telling you right now, uh, if I'm at the barbershop and I got some pussy on the line, and I got to get this cut right now, right now, you next too. Y'all not gonna play me. <laughs> Y'all are not going to play me. Somebody is going to hit me with this line. Ooh, even worse. What if you're already in the chair and you're halfway through it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we're going oh, to be some hanging out motherfuckers. We, you, I'm coming home with you. Yep. I'm coming home with you. You can, you can line my shit up in the garage, in the car, wherever you got to do it. Fuck the bullshit. If I got some pussy on the line, you're not going to play me. Cause you're not gonna fuck me out of no pussy, cause my line wasn't no point. So yeah, y'all, black men. I'm just saying, we, we know we know us, black men. Cherish what you have in the barbershop, man. Real talk. It's the last safe place for a black man in America. I, I'm telling <laughs> you, you don't even hear about shootings, no, in, or, or like any of that. You don't hear about any mass shootings in a barbershop or none of that. Barbershops are the only place where you can animatedly disagree with someone. And it's all love. And it's all going to be love. And everybody going to laugh that shit off. Man, it's amazing. I'm sorry. Real talk. Um, so I was going to. So I was really hype about Bad Boys 3 mm-hmm. in theory. 
like when they said they were definitely in the in, when they were definitely filming this shit. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, Bad Boys Three is on and popping. Yeah. Then I saw the trailer. Mm. I've seen the trailers that they show on social media. Now, I know Randall has seen one or two here and there, but he's not really he's not a, he's not a trailer guy. I like watching the movie. Right. He just wants to get not right before into I the, see the movie. Right. He just wants to get right to the business yeah. of watching the movie, which is fair. I wish I would like that. I wish more people would like that. But it's all over social media, and they, and the press they've been doing for it is ridiculous. Uh, <coughs> Martin looks so bored on the press tour. He looks so bored and done with this shit, and he's so and he looks so sick of everybody just wanting to talk to fucking Will Smith. Well, you know, who is the king of the fucking internet now? You know, uh, those of you who know me know that Martin, the show, is my favorite sitcom of all time. Yes, it came to me during you know a very formative period of my life. It's my favorite sitcom. I know every episode, word for word, line for line, and you can check me on that. I believe him. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Fresh Prince might be mine. You know, it's up there. It's it's you know it's on the Mount Rushmore black sitcoms for me, and. The two of them together, when they first came out with Bad Boys 1 and 2, I, I thought it was it was a great pairing. Unfortunately, in the years since, what we have seen in terms of Martin Lawrence is what I call Season 5 Martin Lawrence. For those of you familiar with the sitcom, Season 5 was the last season of Martin. Where it was a little bit of a train wreck. He was heavily medicated the entire time. Ah, Yes. Um, you know, he was going through some things. Wasn't that the one where him and him and Tisha Campbell couldn't be in the same Correct. room together? About halfway through season four was when shit fell apart. And they were contracted to do season five. So they did season five where neither one of them was in the studio at the same time. And Martin was noticeably and heavily medicated. And he has not been the same since then. Martin is a very sedated version of who he used to be. He was uh, a yeah. He was a good physical comedian that... You know, admittedly bordered on coonery at times, but he was a, he was a good, funny, physical comedian. He has none of that anymore. Um, as a, a lifelong fan, um, I do. I am going to see Bad Boys Three on the day that this podcast drops. And although with a heavy heart, I do have to admit that I have no grand expectations. I it's hard to man. I was watching, like, there's a, just some of the shit, like, they made Martin's wife into, like, the full-on shrill wife. They have that little scene where he, where he has to drop the baby off. Yeah. He has to drop his grand, his grandkid off to go fight crime or whatever. And she's like, tell Marcus I'm gonna kill him. Who's his wife? Is it Teresa Randall? Teresa Randall. She still look good. Still fine. Still, still fine. Randall spelled like mine. Let's go. Not my cousin. Um, I saw, I saw, I saw the one clip I saw was like them in a the club. I guess they were wired up, and Marcus was talking. Oh, not Marcus, Martin Lawrence. Well, whose name is Marcus, Marcus in the movie? Right. He's talking about masturbating 
Um, like, nah, this mic ain't on. Sound like an yeah, old man. man. And they're like, we can hear you. The mic is on. I was like, oh, we're going to have gags like that? We're going full on sitcom, dog. I'm, like, I'm going to a theater that serves alcohol. Real talk. Real talk. I just, I, you know, and don't get me wrong. Bad Boys always had a sitcom element to it, given who was in it. Yep. But there was a limit. And I felt like they reached the limit for the sitcominess in Bad Boys 2. <laughs> well... You know, it's it's comedy. It's action comedy. As they are getting older. When this nigga was at the captain's house doing X. Yeah. And then, then as they get older, there's going to be less action. Yeah, man. A lot more in the comedy. And, and I mean, Will Smith is still in shape. He just a, came off of Gemini, man. So he's still in shape. I will say, you weren't, you didn't see much of uh, Martin in the gym for Bad Boys too. <laughs> so you damn sure weren't going to see anything for Bad Boys three. Yes. Um, the last time we saw Martin in shape was Bad Boys 1. I mean, if you consider that shape. I mean, that's shape for him. That was premedicated. That That's shape for him. Like, he he wasn't doing back-to-back blockbusters and shit. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it. I have a lot of movies to catch up on. I'm uh, probably going to try to catch up on a few of them next week so I have some shit to talk about for the next episode. Um, what else is going on? Oh, the election. So we know Castro's out. Oh, we still got to do that. Yeah, man. We still got to vote and shit. Yeah, man. Uh, we know Castro's out. Okay. Um, I kind of expected that. Uh, but Cory Booker's out now. Oh, I. <laughs> no, seriously, I didn't. I didn't realize he was still in. I'm okay. So. You know, now we're getting to that point now where tree shaking eliminations have begun. And, you know, people, it, this is that time of year when people start to have start to decide to shit or get off the pot. And I knew Cory Booker was going to jump ship. Uh, which means that I give this whole him and Rosario Dawson thing six more months if that I mean she what, what, I mean well she's not gonna make him look bad before they before we get a, an actual winner she probably never unpacked to begin with let's be real y'all somebody on Twitter said that this was Rosario's strangest role ever <laughs> well <laughs> yeah yeah it's the weirdest okay yeah, yeah it's the one it, weirder than Eric Andre yes okay yeah yes cause you can cause you can see that cause mm-hmm. Eric Andre niggas are, cause Funny will get you all the pussy. That is very true. Funny will get you all the pussy in the world. Um, I don't even like people, to be honest with you. <laughs> if pussy's on the line, I'm Eddie. I'm delirious and raw Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I shit you not, bro. <clears throat> Any other facet of life, I don't even like people. If there's pussy on the line, I'm the funniest nigga you know. Shaking hands and kissing babies. Shaking hands. Why, man, why do you think I do this podcast? I'm just saying. Since I think since cynics already swear, oh, he's just doing it for the pussy. Yeah, I just lean into that shit now. Um, so, yeah, Cory Booker's out. Um, did you did you see, did you catch the hot mic moment with uh, Booker Elizabeth had Warren? a hot mic? No, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Okay. Did you catch? It? I heard, no. I heard they were. I heard they were beefing over something. Okay. I didn't know what it was though. I don't. So no, no. You okay. gotta fill me in. So you know at the. I don't watch any of these debates. So you sure. know at the yeah, at the are. end of the debate, 
Okay. Um, how they always, you know, shake hands or whatever. Whoop, yeah. Whoop. Um, you could see Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders in kind of a heated argument. Well, you know, their their bases are starting to butt heads. Right. But you can tell, like, normally people just kind of shake hands and go about their way. But <coughs> Elizabeth Warren refused to shake his hand and had something stern to say to Bernie. But we didn't know what they were saying. One thing to always remember, folks. Okay. When you have events like this, the mic is always Always on. on. The mic is always on. And if your mic isn't on, there's a mic on around yep. you. And it is... Um, it's 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 pretty amazing. I'm gonna turn this up in just a moment. Um, I'm gonna wait until they get to the actual to the actual thing of a thing because it, it's and they got captions and everything. after Tuesday night's debate. I think you called me a liar on national TV. I think you called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion? We'll have that discussion. You called me. You told me. All right, let's not do it. Right the disagree. So. <laughs> I ain't really a, that political dude. Elizabeth Warren paid a fucking beeline to Bernie Sanders, nigga. I have a mini crush on Elizabeth Warren. That's that reality TV what was said moment. Like, just look at how he extended his hand to shake her hand. And look how she just reeled it back in like, nope. No, fuck that, no, nigga. Keep that in. <laughs> no, that fuck that, nigga. Keep the same energy. Keep it back. Don't she touch kept, me, nigga. She kept her hand tucked. And Bernie's like, wah, 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 wah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Look, man. Oh, shit. Look, I'm just saying, y'all. The mic is always on. The mic is always on. Now, I'm going to tell you like this. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren probably knew that. And yeah. didn't give a fuck. I don't think she knew it. I don't think she cared. I don't think she gave a fuck. She was just like, look, nigga, I got this. Look. What was said? What was said, nigga? <laughs> that was, I'm telling you, that's that real housewife shit. <laughs> you said, what about me? I'm a liar? Fuck you saying? You call me a liar on no, national TV? I, no, no, no. And then you see, who the fuck was that? No, wait, go back. Who the fuck was that that got in the middle of them? I, shit. Was that Martin O'Malley? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who any of these <laughs> motherfuckers are. <laughs> I want to see who the fuck that was that got in the middle of them. Uh, I just know because he knew it was gonna be a problem. Yeah, I just knew somebody, somebody didn't want that. Who was that? I don't know that white dude. Okay, no, I think he's I think he's one of the commentators. Okay, okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a commentator. They all look alike. Um, he no, he knew what the fuck, <laughs> and he knew what the fuck it was. You saw him yeah. try to give Bernie the look like, don't do it, yeah, don't do it. Bernie trying to defuse. This. Yeah, Bernie. Don't, don't do it. Don't talk about it right now because she's gonna she's gonna eat you right here, Bernie. Don't do it. I'm telling you that that was I'm I'm seeing the look in Elizabeth Warren's eyes, and that's that nigga. What was said? I have watched the many loving hip hop reunions, and <laughs> I know what happens when there's a lack of security. Yeah, or when security is sleeping at one moment. You know there was one other dart. That Elizabeth Warren threw out there for them. Again, okay. I don't watch the debates. I watch the highlights. Kind of like how I watch football sometimes. Sure. Um, remember, I think, I guess, there was a, the rumor that Bernie had spoken to Elizabeth Warren at one point and told her, like, a woman will never win the election in 2020. The fuck? You heard about that, right? He, he this, is, this is according to Elizabeth Warren. Like, he told her that one day, like, you know a woman can't win the election in 2020. Get the fuck. Fuck and, you know, he, he was probably thinking like with the current, you know, the current 
political climate we're in, it's going to be very difficult. We've, one said, we've said something similar before. Right. I, I even said, you know, back when Hillary was running against Trump, that at that point, America was more sexist than it is racist at that time. But And, and bear in mind, I just want to clarify, we've said something similar before, but not because we don't feel that a woman is qualified, but because old white men ain't trying to hear what correct. a white woman has what a woman has to say that is correct so so as, on this debate she it was her and whoever the other woman is in the debate like i don't know anybody's names sure but she goes you know and to the people who say that a woman can't win the election i would have you know that of everyone on the stage there are only two people on this stage today that have never lost an election that they've been in and they're both women all the men on this stage have lost most of the elections that they've been a part of. I was like, hey, that's bars. She got bars. That's bars, in fact. She is not scared of you motherfuckers. The only thing I'm disappointed, the only thing that's disappointing to me about this is that one thing I've always liked about Elizabeth Warren is that she has refused to mix it up with the other uh, with the other candidates. She just doesn't. Like, she doesn't do the mudslinging. And I'm not saying this is mudslinging. At some point, you have to defend your good name. So, let me not say that Elizabeth Warren shouldn't stand up for herself. But at some point... But my thing is, I've, I've always respected her because she was just above, like, a lot of the bullshit that people in, the, in, this, in this panel do... To get on because that's what all these debates yep. are now yep. is these hot is these hot button moments yep. where somebody's trying to get on. Even Castro did it for a little bit. Now don't get me wrong, I get it because he doesn't like Joe Biden. And I think he really wants to slap the shit out of Joe Biden. Mm. But like, and so it feels like this is going to be taken. I don't know how it's been taken because I'm just now hearing about it. But it feels like this is going to be taken as her. Jumping in the mud. Yeah. And I think the thing that this race needs is less of that. She just wanted to call Bernie out in his bars. Yeah, and all right. And on the other hand, I 100% understand wanting to run up on somebody and go, what the fuck was said? No, 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 no. I want to, no, no. I want you to say to my face what you said just a minute ago. Nah, the camera ain't on, nigga. Come on. <laughs> nah, fuck that. I told you I could, that was my that was my moment at 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 the store when the old racist white dude uh, came at me and he he was trying to cover his cover up. I was like, no, no, no! I want you to tell everybody here what you said. I want you to tell everybody that racist shit you said. What was said, nigga? So yeah, um, he he may want to watch himself. Um, is Odell about to slap shot somebody? No, 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 no! I thought oh, we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to Odell. that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to Odell. Okay. Um, what else is going on? Uh, oh, TSU, TSU president, uh, Dr. Austin Lane was suspended. Man, y'all can't keep any presidents over there, can y'all? Man, Dr. Rudley been gone three years. <laughs> I know that one. I remember when he stepped down. Dr. Rudley been gone three years. This motherfucker ain't even got the seat warm yet. <laughs> and they trying to get him the fuck out of there. And some people are already saying it's unfair. It, this, okay, okay, look. And this will tell you how the local news is about this shit. And how uh, niggas are good at making statements and not saying a goddamn thing. Um, TSU 
has Texas Southern University, for you motherfuckers that keep confusing them with uh, Texas State. Um, how <laughs> he took that personally. I'm just saying, I'm sick of that shit. Texas State only been around for like five years or some shit. Sick of that shit. I'm sick of looking on Google and these motherfuckers don't know the difference between Southern and State. Call them what they are. Southwest Texas South- State University. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, Austin Lane has been suspended. Now, when we talk about um, suspension, we don't... Originally, we didn't know why. Um, and I, there was this great article from Fox26.com that want, that says, now we know why Austin Lane was suspended. Oh, okay. I'm ready. The article was two pa- paragraphs long. Oh. And one of the paragraphs just said, Austin Lane is being suspended while there are pending investigations in the departments of... And it named financial aid. It named a bunch of shit. It named a bunch of just departments within the university. It did not name exactly why or how they were related to Austin Lane or why he was being suspended because of what his ties were to them. Hmm. Now, when I heard financial aid, I knew what the fuck was up. You know what time it is. Uh, This is another, this might be another Priscilla Slade moment Hmm. where, uh, Austin Lane was trying to get them was trying to get them new Jordans. Shit, she got a whole new house. Austin Lane was trying to get him, and he—I bet he a Kappa too. I bet to if we look, I bet if we look at he a Kappa. He a trying Kappa. to get them off whites. He trying to, I bet he a Kappa with that bow tie on. He was trying to get him a new Kappa bow tie. You know, you know that you know they just all the all the Greeks just recently. Most of their founders' days are within like the same two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet he was trying to get a new uh, a new bow tie in time for Boozy Bash. <laughs> Look at that bow tie. Okay, well that's maroon and gray. Okay, I'll give. I'll let him. Uh, I'll let him make yeah, it on that yeah, one. He was wearing school colors. Uh, let's see if they say if they, uh, Dr. Austin Lane is the twelfth president. I'm looking for you. Uh, we're, we're looking to see if he's in. I'm just going any uh, universities at all. If he's in any fraternities at all, um, not seeing that. Maybe he's maybe he's not uh, smart man. Okay, maybe okay. Maybe he's not a Greek affiliated. We got we don't want to get on the campus too bad. We'll give him that this week. (laughs) Um, But I guarantee it's about the money. It's got to be the money. Look at them suits. It's all about money. That's all. That's all they care about. He keeping himself in suits. Look at look at this. Look at all them I suits, see man. You. Hey, man. That's that's stunt. That's, stunt. That's a dress code. Uh, you know, this is this is the this has been the decade of the scammer. Oh wait, what is that? Oh, is he a five Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, we got something. Hold up. This is on the. This is on. It, Oh, the event was hosted by AFIA. No, the event was hosted by the Kappas. Kappas. Lane is a member of the fraternity. Oh, You called shit. it. Lane is a Kappa. You called it. Oh, yeah. He tried to get that money. He tried to get that money. Get the bow ties and tie for Boozy Bash. Whatever he did, he did it. I bet he, I bet, no, no. I bet he under investigation for teaching uh, Boozy how to, how to, how to do the shimmy. Damn, that shit said he was only 45. Damn. Young, I look young as shit. I look good for my age. 
on my mama, on my hood. I look fly. Oh, I that, look good. That nigga, that nigga playing back to back, wipe me down in the president's <laughs> office and shit. This nigga. Um, so there's that. We will have more Doctor Lane uh, news and jokes as the uh, as as we get more information. Oh, that's 2016. So he's 48. Now. He's 48. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Well, you know, Kappas think the shimmy is forever. Um. So you did you okay? So speaking of Boosie, okay. What we got? Ha, have you seen his? His uh, there was a little there was a little interview that he did with um, with ninety seven nine. Oh shit! Um, ninety seven nine still exists. I guess so. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna play this for you. Okay. If there's a video for it. Okay. There is a video for it. Uh oh. This is going to be without comment. Okay. Oh, shit. Oz has not heard this clip yet. Oh shit. I just came across this today. So little little Boosie, who looks like an old man in a small body, was asked by someone at ninety seven nine what he would do differently in his life. And this is an interview or that, that you know, went out to people that people saw. Okay. Oz is afraid, y'all. Let's okay. go. Here we go. What would you do different? Uh, I'd probably say to take the same route with all my troubles and stuff because that's what made me. Uh, but I probably uh, I'll keep all everything else probably my same kids just just a uh, few baby mothers. I probably would have put the same. I should have felt like I should have skeeted in the same woman and put them all in her instead of being so young. And, you know, you gotta watch out for that. You know, having kids at a young age. Like, in summary, Lil Lil Boosie said that the one thing that he would do differently was that instead of having multiple baby mamas, he would have put all the skeet into one woman for all those babies. Just you know, fewer troubles for a young player out there. I love this nigga, man. That is the unrehearsed answer. I love this nigga, man. Niggas gonna dig, bro. Like he, he, he said, I just I want to keep my same kids, just fewer <laughs> baby mamas. I should have skeeted in the same woman. This is prime nigging. Woo! Oh, that is some expert level nigging. I love it. I love, man. I love, man. People want to, man. Respectability politics be damn. I love when niggas nig. Hey, man. The fuck the part is, it makes perfect sense. It does. It makes all the sense <laughs> in the world. He's not ashamed of the baby mamas. He just wants one. He just wants, he wants one. He wants he wants the state taking that taking that child support out of one check. He wants a simpler life and just just focus his skeet in one direction. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, the name of the episode: Skeet in One Direction. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Can't wait to figure out the graphic for this one. <laughs> Oh, I need another drink. Okay. Oh, it's straight for the rest of the evening. Oh, man. yeah, it is. Let me, uh, uh, I guess the last thing is, let me go ahead and tell y'all why I don't give a shit about the Astros. Uh, you know, they found out that the Astros were apparently cheating mm. that year when they won the pennant. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Here's why I don't give a fuck. 
Um, baseball, I think maybe more than any other sport. I mean, it's sports entertainment, so there's a lot of money that goes in and out. But I think more than any other sport, um, baseball works around money. As far as assembling the team, it's the richest. As, it's the richest. It's the richest league. It's the richest sport. Oh, yeah, in sports entertainment, it's got to be in America. I mean, soccer is richer sure. in other places, but in America, right. baseball is richer. And oh well, maybe the NFL. Anyway, NFL is definitely close. But M- MLB saying, got money, right? And I think the contracts are different, but. I think as far as baseball is the most unapologetic about throwing money mm-hmm. at creating a better team. Oh yeah, look, um, at, the, look at the Yankees. Exactly, and so <coughs> um, as anybody who's seen Moneyball understands that there are rich teams and there are poor teams. There are teams rich enough to get the best talent. There are teams not necessarily poor. But definitely on the short end of the rich stick. Mm-hmm. Um, we we'll call those small market teams. Small market teams, correct. Thank you. What up, Milwaukee? Oh, boy, right. <laughs> and so, um, when I hear about the Astros cheating, I don't think, oh my God, the Astros cheated. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-mm. And so, in a market. In a in a market where there are there's a lot of people who stand to make a lot of money off of these teams, there are whole cities in some cases, cities and communities whose whole economy revolves around their sports teams. Mm-hmm. When that many people stand to make that much money, what's up, Cleveland? Cleveland stand to make that much money off of an organization. Um. Off of what? I guess thirty odd players. Yeah, thirty something players, maybe. Sure. Um, I'm not surprised when there are people going above and beyond to do whatever it takes to generate more money and to keep more money going. We've already established on this podcast, as a matter of fact, that the richer you are, the the more you're doing to stay rich off of the backs of other people. Mm-hmm. So when I hear that the Astros got caught cheating, I'm not surprised and I'm not shocked and I'm not I don't feel bad about it because the Astros aren't the only ones cheating. The Astros are the ones that got caught. Right. So and the Astros aren't even the biggest money in baseball. So if I hear about the Astros throwing up signals or whatever, or whatever the fuck. I know the Yankees are probably having people outright fucking assassinated to win. That's who they need to investigate. They need to investigate them. They need to investigate Derek Jeter. Yeah, I said New York niggas. Um, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, Derek, Derek, Derek's game is legendary. Man. You gotta, you gotta appreciate a nigga that gives them the gift basket. You know what I'm saying? And fuck Mariah Carey, the, the parting gift. I mean. Any fuck Mariah Carey yeah. when she was like bad, bad. Respect the player, man. Yeah, you guys respect the king. Um, and so my thing is, until we, until we get the separate the money from some of these, some of these sectors in entertainment in our economy, 
Because make no mistake, sports is irrevocably tied to our economy. So until we get rid of some of the classism in this country, until we reanalyze uh, free market capital, uh, free market capitalism, yep. this is going to happen. Yeah. And the Astros again are just the ones that got caught, mm-hmm. probably because somebody did not get their check at the beginning of the month. Yep. to keep quiet about it. It's the only reason. That's the only way criminal organizations function is when everybody's getting their money on time. I'm just saying. I don't give a fuck about the Astros. Let me know when it turns out they're the only ones who are cheating. And the poor teams, and guess what? The poor teams were considering it. Damn. The poor ki- the poor teams gave the poor teams were considering blowing some of that cap money. I don't even think there is a fucking cap really to I'm sure there is. I, it's got to be high. Yeah, I don't care enough about baseball to really True. know, but I'm, I'm sure there is a cap somewhere. Um, so until we reanalyze the amount of money that goes into these things and what we value as a country, as a society, we're going to get more of this shit. And yes, and for those of you who want the, for keep the same energy Twitter, yes, I shitted on the Patriots when they cheated. You know Why? Because I'm not running for office, I'm not in a public, I'm not in a public office, and I'm not a, and I'm not a fucking referee. So I don't have to be fair and balanced if I don't want to. If I want, if I want to hate the Patriots, I get to hate the Patriots. So suck my dick. Mm. Tell them. We're gonna take a quick break. On that note, <laughs> we'll be back with more opinions while black. You are experiencing opinions while black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. Mm. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated. Sure are. And I'm feeling pretty good. We haven't gotten just twisted like like the past couple episodes. Well, right now, what we're doing is we're pre-gaming because we, we are pre-gaming. We got we both got shit to go to. And it's, he's he's gonna he's got a thing to get into. I got a thing to get into. Shout out to my man Roy uh, going to his little birthday bash. Um, uh, uh, shout out to Euphonic. I'll be there shortly. Um, and on on Randall's side, shout out to uh, uh, Frank. Yep. Shout out to FWMJ. Rappers I know, he's in town. You know, we're going to turn up, which means we'll probably get two drinks and call it quits. The state of the Rappers I Know Union. Yep. It's, uh, <laughs> this will be the Midwinter Music Conference 2020. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so I, I call it pre-gaming. We, we really, it's not really a pre-game for us. We're probably going to enter that bitch at halftime. Real talk, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do because I, I still got to get up and work out in the morning. Uh, I gotta do manual labor in the morning. But ah, I, can, I can throw up outside. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, shit's coming along though. Um, it's time for white people must be stopped. Oh, skirt, skirt. Um, we have a special one this week. Uh, Odell Beckham. <laughs> Odell Beckham. Okay, so now this is now that doesn't look like that's not Odell Beckham's team though. No, no, no. He uh, this was at the national. College championship. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. LSU defeated, I think, Clemson, whoever. He went to LSU. So, oh, yeah, that's right. So he was in the locker room with LSU after the game, celebrating, you know, getting getting more peroxide on his frosted tips. 
and he was you know he was he was really he was really feeling it he was really feeling it um as is the case with any type of national athletic ceremony of course there are police present to keep people calm more mostly to keep people out but to kind of keep the order because people get a little rowdy and they have to keep an eye on people those who white are, people those yeah. white people are savages so odell is kind of you know he's kind of he's kind of happy and the security guard is you know he's kind of in the mix we don't know what he's looking for He's trying to do some shit. Odell's fucking with him, and he just slaps the the police officer. Sorry, the police officer on the ass. <laughs> he slapped the shit at him, like slap ass, like tighten up. You know how you hit a dude and say tighten up, and then he's like posing in front of him, like bitch, what you gonna do? Bitch, what you gonna do? I'm Odell. Um, Odell will give a fuck. He does not fail. He does not. Um, but because of that, the New Orleans police issued a warrant for his arrest. The fuck on a complaint. Of simple battery for slapping somebody's ass in the locker room. That Elmer's glue licking ass cop. That's a complaint of battery against Odell Beckham for slapping him on the ass and saying "tighten up." Now, I can guarantee that if this were Peyton Manning, this were Tom Brady, there would not be charges filed. Absolutely not. We just, I mean, we can just get right to uh, the race issue at the heart of this. Mm-hmm. Slapping somebody on the ass, and what is this? A uh, $1,000 fine, maybe? A $1,000 fine and imprisonment for no more than six months. We have to remember this is Louisiana. They still use Napoleonic law. Yeah. All their shit is fucked up. But regardless, we know that nothing's going to happen. We know that. I, there are just other things to be worried about. Worry about the didn't didn't the Ferguson protester end up dead in Louisiana? Worry about that. Yeah, end up mysteriously dead, and isn't that like the fifth one? Worry about that shit. It's 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 too much. And 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 again, if we sound like race everything, if we sound like we're making everything about race, it's because it is. In this case, it definitely is. In this case, it absolutely is. When was the last time you saw somebody uh, possibly facing prison time, or at least a fine, for slapping somebody on the ass? Oh, wait. I know. When Ocho Cinco slapped his own lawyer on the ass for doing a good job, and the judge tried to throw the book at him. Man, look. He paid a lot of money to get his ass whooped by Evelyn Lozada. It, it, it was it was dumb of Odell to even do this shit. But at True. the same time, an, an arrest warrant is not necessary. What you should have done is be like, hey, on a cool, just to fuck with you right now, we're going to cuff you, my nigga. We're going to walk you over here to the side, and we're just going to let you sweat it out for a second. Right. Like, we're just going to detain you for a few minutes and call you a bitch. Like, all right, bro, you, you ain't, you ain't fuck. I guarantee if that police officer was black, he was like, bruh, nah, man. Let me let me holler at you real quick. That's a dumbass expenditure of taxpayer time. What you're not going to do, my guy. To issue the warrant. Yep. To uh, enforce the warrant. Because they have to serve it at this point. Like, he has to show up at, exactly. least at this point. And The uh, court's time. Yep. Everybody's the, time. The fine, everything. Just to detain him overnight if they when they catch him. I would have been like, man, this punishment, you need to dye all your hair one color. Oh. 
Watch him straighten up then. Oh, he'll be all right. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's that bullshit. Oh, also, um, as far as submissions, uh, Chef Ibersol Fallon, our uh, white people must be stopped correspondent, <laughs> wanted us to briefly go over, uh, and he knows, he realizes we don't usually do this, and he, neither does he. Okay. Um, uh, about Kanye. Mm. Um, uh, let's bring it up on Facebook. Um, he says, I don't normally do this or engage in anti-Kanye slander because energy. But like, can we stop this fool too? I'd say, of course, keep him on the forever shut the fuck up list. But this seems extra. Like, like so worse white people, like some worse white people must be stopped shit. Hashtag white Kanye must be stopped. What do you do? Um, so he did a prayer rally in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, featuring a bunch of well-documented anti-LGBT people. Oh, okay. And the popular thing is that this is this is the line. This is the line because it's one thing to go against niggas. Mm-hmm. But Kanye is is he's really walk he's really walking a tightrope going against the alphabets. Yep. Niggas is one thing. The LGBT folks are not to be fucked with. And they will come see you. You don't want that. You don't want that in your life. Your wife does not want that either, sir. Fam! Fam! He didn't consider what family he's a part of. This is part of of their fan base. Your father-in-law, sir. (laughs) (laughs) This is not what y'all... This is not what he wanted. And or is it mother-in-law? I'm sorry. I I, I use the incorrect pronoun. Sorry. And uh, this is a line. And and yes, we can go ahead and he of course he's gonna forever be on the list. Mm-hmm. But I think we're at a point now. I, I, I might have said this once before on the podcast. We can go ahead and be done with Kanye. I've been done. Where it's time. It, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's time to be done. Done with Kanye. Until he gets his shit together. Remember how we were done done with Don Lemon? Mm-hmm. And then he got his shit together? He got black. He realized who he was. He forgot who... He remembered who he was. And now I have a whole unpacking about Don Lemon and how I think that maybe he was just kind of also following the trend to get hot. And so he got woke. But either way, he got his shit together. Yeah. In the public eye. I think it's time. I think it's time we can go ahead and just be, just as a culture, be all the way done, done with Kanye. It doesn't need to be news when he drops another album. Doesn't be. It doesn't need to be news uh, when he shows up in the hood to sell some shit. The Yeezys, the fucking over overpriced Crocs. Don't give a shit. Don't need to be a. a, a don't need to be a, a, a news thing at all. We can be done done. It's time to be done with Kanye. It's time to, it's really time to, in 2020, to go ahead and turn the corner. Uh, that's where I'm at, man. Uh, send your racist stories, uh, your racist, um, your real life racist stories along with your listener letters, your questions for us, and or your questions for uh, any of our guests to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Yep. Um, opinionswhileblack.com 
or any of our social media venues, which are readily available on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we'll be right back to finish it off with the top three STFUs. You are experiencing Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. Pour up. And we are back. Yeah. We are black. Bliggity. We are opinionated. Yes. And the pregame is going well. Yeah, we're in this well into the second quarter now. We are definitely in the second quarter. Um, and we're going to go ahead and finish it and finish y'all off with the top three STFUs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the, the fuck, fuck up? up? Number three, Stephen King, y'all. Oh. This, this blind old fuck. Um, so Stephen King, the first thing you need to know about Stephen King, and this is somebody who was a fan of Stephen King up to a point. Stephen, there was a, Stephen King is a well-known novelist who used to be a good writer, uh, decades ago. (laughs) Um, he is not a good writer now. He's not a good writer. So he has turned to Twitter to have opinions about things and the world. I don't want to hear about any of these things. But he had opinions about black people. Hey, look. Um, um, and as you, and this is coming off of the Academy Awards where, as we know, I don't think there were any black winners. I, I, I don't know. I'm not expecting it anymore. But, yeah, I don't think there were any black winners at all. Because your face got in that ass. That's all I know. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, and Stephen King had this uh, to say, apparently, he tweeted earlier this week, as a writer, I am allowed to nominate in just three categories, best picture, best adapted screenplay, and best original screenplay. For me, the diversity issue, as it applies to individual actors and directors anyway, did not come up. That said, I would never consider diversity in matters of art. Only quality. It seems to me that to do otherwise would be wrong. We don't have to read anything else from Stephen King. Yep. If we do nothing else, we could read this and realize that this is a terrible, lukewarm-ass take. Um, read again. I would never consider diversity in matters of art. Only quality. See, the problem there is nobody is asking you to forego quality in matters of diversity in art. Nobody's telling you that it's binary. We think that there are some worthwhile black things out there. Let's be real, Stephen King. First of all, almost all your books don't translate well to the screen. So <laughs> let's start shutting the fuck up there. Um, secondly, it's, it's, it's very easy for a a white male to say that the, the issue of the diversity doesn't have to come up for you. It's something that you don't have to think about. It's because it's something that you don't have to think about. Right. You've never, you know, you never, and don't lie and say you have, you've never had to experience 
underrepresentation or misrepresentation. Oh, let's, let's say let's just stick with underrepresentation. Um, there are plenty of roles for for white men as there have been throughout the entire history of cinema and literature, for that matter. To say that you would never consider diversity in matters of art means that your art does not convey a realistic human experience because the real human experience is diverse as fuck. And no, there are more black people in this world than Scatman Crothers. <laughs> and that movie, not your fault, didn't even do him justice. So it's just ignorant for you to say that matters of diversity don't matter but it probably also reflects your life you probably don't experience a lot of diversity in your life right and you're mostly more uh, rural um northeastern existence you don't really see a lot of that shit and it's it's just unfortunate man that you know you have a you have such a powerful voice you've influenced a lot of people with your writing and people have to be constantly reminded that there are people out there who are ignorant of other people's experiences because they've never experienced it themselves. You dumb fuck. <laughs> I mean, we can't expect a whole lot of intellectual unpacking of the shit he says from someone who wrote Under the Dome. But here's the thing. Here's the kicker. He tries to walk the shit back. Okay. And later on, he says, the most important thing we can do as artists and creative people is to make sure that everyone has the same fair shot, regardless of sex, color, or orientation. Right now, such people are badly underrepresented and not only in the arts. You- S- such people. Such people? <laughs> Swipe. <laughs> That's why Healy for uh, Obama, I guess. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about how you issue an apology. One, you have to acknowledge that you said something stupid, which Stephen King has not. You have to acknowledge that you said something stupid. Mm-hmm. Or you have to acknowledge that you said something that was a problem for someone. Stephen mm-hmm. King did not do this. Um, the most important thing we can do as artists and creative people is to make sure everyone has the same fair shot. Um, that's basic. We know that. We know that. We know that. We're not, we're talking regardless of sex, color, or orientation. You, you didn't know that when you said earlier that you don't think of matters of diversity. Right now, such people, no, no, right now, black people are badly underrepresented. Right now, everyone but cis, hetero, white men are badly underrepresented. Address the people you're apologizing to. And address how that relates to yourself. And address how you benefit from the privilege involved. And Mm. and address that you're acknowledging that you understand what the the disenfranchised people are talking about. You have not even acknowledged who the disenfranchised people are in your apology. So you can't can't convince me that you understand what the disenfranchised people are complaining about. Bars, this is not what bars. you do. You can't win awards if you're shut out of the game. We know that. We know that. Do you know that? We need to know that you know that. Well, he didn't win awards, but... And we don't know And we don't know that you know that because you have not acknowledged doing anything wrong. You have not acknowledged that anyone thinks you did anything wrong. And you have not acknowledged that you are taking, that you are taking steps to think better and think differently. The Langoliers was whack, nigga. <laughs> the Langoliers... <laughs>
shit. Um, what was the last bad Stephen King? Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. You did fucking Secret Window. Mm. I've, oh, I've railed on Secret Window before with Johnny Depp and his frosted tips and shit. Get the fuck out of here. Shut the fuck up, Stephen King. Go fuck yourself. Um, number two, another bad writer. <laughs> Tyler Perry. <sighs> Tyler fucking Perry. Okay. So recently, and this is not new, but we wanted to get to it because we didn't talk about it before. Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry wanted us to know that he does not have a quote-unquote writer's room. No. And that he writes all of his content himself. <gasps> Shock. Shock and awe. Um, here's the thing about that. We know. We know there's no writer's room. We've known that. You've been writing the same fucking two or three stories for 20 years. Uh, I just saw that Netflix uh, trailer for the new Netflix joint you're doing. It's the same shit. Is it about a hurt woman? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a hurt woman. There's an evil, I think, light-skinned man. <gasps> hurt woman. The autobiography of Tyler Perry. Um, and so, uh, we don't need to... It, it, this shit look crazy. And we don't need to know uh, that you don't have a writer's room helping you. We need to know that you're... You're putting money into getting help, into getting help in writing better content. That's what we need. Let me let me kind of put it into perspective for some people who might not be as familiar with the situation, and I'll make it brief. Bust it. Um, Tyler Perry self-finances a lot of his productions, uh, whereas with most other people who work with studios, the studios finance their productions, which means when other people financial productions they tend to hire writers that are um, union writers uh, part of um, the Screenwriters Guild Writers Guild of America WGA okay um, and the reason that they do that is because these people they, they unionize so that they can get fair wages so they can be paid accordingly for their art and have a standardized royalty system um, so that they can collect residuals into perpetuity okay as you would have it so it, it basically means that they don't get fucked um, Tyler Perry, because he finances his own films, doesn't want to use his own money to pay for union writers. He claims that he did it before and he was not pleased with it because the union writers were not able to write. And every time you ask a union writer for a rewrite, you have to pay them an additional fee for a rewrite. So he feels like some of them were intentionally underwriting so that they could they could be prompted to do rewrites to get extra money out of them. So he decided to forego the entire uh, union writing system and he brought in non-union writers and he said that they sucked and not a single one of them turned in a script that he liked. So he fired them too. So people are saying that basically he's a cheap bitch, which is what everyone else across the board is saying. He doesn't hire union talent because he doesn't want them to have the ability to negotiate market rates he wants to have the ability to pay whatever his, his discretion is, uh, which is probably lower than everyone else's because that's what people have said about him. And sure. as a result, the only writer that he has that he doesn't really have to pay is himself. And it's all bullshit. It's, you know, it's it's severely lacking. And it really just shows his acumen as a, as a businessman, as, as a person. And it. it you know, in his own words, his audience, his audience 
wants to hear him. My audience wants my voice, is what he says. <sighs> um, and we've railed enough on how we don't care for Tyler Perry's content at all on this program, on this podcast. We don't have to draw it out anymore. Tyler Perry, you suck. And we've and it doesn't and it doesn't even surprise me that he's cutting corners because as we've established before and as I will always say we've established that rich people only get rich at some point once you reach a certain point of wealth yep you're only getting rich off of the backs of other people yep off of the backs of other people or the lack thereof backs of other people fuck them um so this is just more rich people shit. Black or white, whatever. This is more rich people shit from you. Uh, go fuck yourself and uh, shut the fuck up and make better content. Mm, that's asking a lot. That's asking a lot. Maybe too much. Maybe everything. Um, instead of just making cheaper content. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm glad Taraji got away. I'm so glad Taraji got away from that whole little circle. I, I really am. Um... And the number one people who need to shut the fuck up are the Texans haters. <laughs> I've had to go through a whole week of this shit where I, somehow I'm supposed to be embarrassed by a team that made it to the playoffs. I think what at this point maybe the second to last round of playoffs or maybe the last round of playoffs. They made it to the to the conference semifinals. They made it to the conference semifinals. They made it farther than the Cowboys, which is lo- much further than the Cowboys and the Saints and the Saints. And the Patriots. Yep. Which is farther than literally every other team whose fans are talking shit. Yeah. I'm supposed to feel bad because we beat a team that was better than all of y'all's teams? Mm. Go fuck yourself. I don't understand the logic. And then I don't understand the logic of people in in this city that shit on the Texans... It's just the same thing with the Rockets when the Rockets when the when the Rockets didn't go to the finals. Be- How are you gonna be mad with a team that lost to the best team in basketball? The best team in history at one point. Well, the best at one record, point, yeah, the best record in the NBA. The best team, record the best in the team. NBA. I don't understand how the logic of people how the the logic of people in this city work. They'll be the first ones at the parade, though. And they're gonna be the first ones at the parade when this shit turns around. I don't understand. Y'all, sometimes, and, and I was just about to go on a rant about how I don't understand where why people think that bad shit only happens in their city. Houston niggas be like this. Houston niggas be like that. Every city. Every city, bro. There's trash people and there's trash situations in every city. Especially Cleveland. Definitely Cleveland. Um, almost certainly Dallas. <laughs> um, so... Texas fans that want me to feel bad because we flew, or, or Texas haters that want me to feel bad because we flew farther and higher than y'all could, fuck you. Mm. Shut the fuck up. Eat a whole black-owned dick. Wow. The whole dick. Nothing but the dick. Mm. No condiments. No sides. No biscuit. No water. No water. Choke. Just dry. Just, I want to hear the gag. I want to hear the gag. It's available to you. Oh, shit. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We most certainly have done a podcast. 
Team Oz, we got to get out of here. We want to thank you very much for listening. Um, it has been an honor and a pleasure. Um, we also, real quick, I do want to um, I, I do want to acknowledge the death of uh, Rocky Johnson, mm-hmm. a legendary wrestler. Yeah. Uh, of course, the father of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Um, Broke barriers in professional wrestling uh, for African Americans. Him and Tony Atlas. Um, did the damn thing, swole niggas whipping that ass. Um, so definitely, um, it matters of representation. We have to salute him. We have to salute him, and um, definitely condolences and um, and prayers for the family. Um, and hope and the, you know losing a losing a loved one. Certainly, a, a parent is never easy. Yep. It's always going to be a tough time. And you hate to see it, and it's going to happen to everybody. It happens to everybody. Yep. But you hate to see it happen to such a good guy, uh, what seems to be such a good guy. Um, so we're definitely going to pray and hold you and, and hold you up in positivity like I've always seen you hold up other people. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, that's, for, that's it for us. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Um, so we got to go. Uh, and grown up turn up and pretend that we're gonna do an all nighter and be back by twelve thirty. That's what I'm saying. Watch me be back before twelve. Um, this has been Opinions Wild Black episode seventy three. I have been Oz, and for now I am D Randall. As always, in forever in parting, titties. titties.